Hey, hey, welcome to JC Talks, a leadership podcast where we help you live an all-in life and lead all-in teams and organizations. I'm your host, yours truly, JC Hurtado Prater, and I'm so grateful you've joined me for the next few moments. We are on episode 96, doing, doing. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that in the last couple of days, we have been looking at this idea of principles, constitution, building your own personal constitution. We all need a constitution. So we define on the first day, we, we define what it is. A constitution is your value, or excuse me, it's your principles, it's your values, it's your purpose, it's your vision, it's your mission. Uh, that's what it, that's what it is. Why should you care about a personal constitution? Three, we, uh, three reasons. Your personal constitution determines your personal brand. Your personal constitution determines what you will tolerate in life and your personal constitution determines where you will go in life. So we talked about this idea of your guiding philosophy, your guiding principles, your guiding values, this whole idea of being. We talked all about that. Now I want to talk about doing, doing, okay? So what will you do in life? Once you determine who you will be, and I think that's the most important thing you can do, determine who you will be in life first and then determine what you will do. Uh, So let's start off by talking about the guiding purpose for your life. What is the guiding purpose for your life? Okay. Uh, So first of all, what is a purpose? What does that even mean? You may be asking. Your purpose is what God, if you don't believe in that, what the universe, whatever, what the nature force, whatever it is that you would call it, the higher being, your purpose is what God created you to do on this planet, on planet earth. Right. And, and, and here's what I believe. And I know some people would disagree with me, but I believe that everybody was born with a purpose. However, based on your context, based on your family, based on the city that you are raised in, based on the neighborhood that you're raised in, based on where you're at in life, you may not be able to achieve that purpose. If you've read anything about Maslow's hierarchy of needs at the very top is this idea of self-actualization. At the very bottom is security, right? So, and what Maslow would say is you can't reach the very top unless you have everything, all these different steps on the way up. And at the very bottom is security. So if your security isn't taken care of, if if your food isn't taken care of, if all these other needs that you have aren't being taken care of, you can't think in terms of how do I impact and change the world? And unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there right now, and this breaks my heart, millions upon billions of people who are in positions where uh, they can't can't think in terms of self-actualization because they're just on a constant drive every single day to get food on the table. And that's how they exist. Man alive. Just thinking about that humbles me. And it humbles me more than it probably does most people because I was born in the rough part of Quito, Ecuador, I've seen pictures of the the neighborhood that I was the, the the orphanage that I was placed in, and my dad Terry Prater, white man, uh, for whatever reason he chose me. He came down with a group of people and they adopted all these little brown kids, and I was one of them. And and uh, it it to this day it humbles me to the core uh, where I could be. And I'm sure I would have had a good life and I would have made the most out of it. But boy, I sure have had an amazing life. And I think about all the other people out there on planet Earth that can't think in terms of self-actualization. 
And here I am doing a podcast. Anyway, that's a little bit of self-reflection there. And I'm just extremely grateful. Uh, and I'm grateful that I get to talk about purpose and be able to fulfill my own purpose of teaching and using my voice to hopefully impact uh, the next generation of leaders, marketplace leaders. Okay. Just a little moment there. Uh, and I hope you feel the same sense of gratitude. Even if you were born in the good old US, uh, US of A, you could have been born anywhere else. And yet, for whatever reason, you were born here. Never let that, uh, never let that, never, ever, ever take that for granted. Your purpose is what God created you to do. And so how do you determine it? Okay. Here's how you determine it. And I don't have time to go into all of this, but here's five ways. You look at your potential. Uh, you look at your, your, uh, so that's your, your innate God-given talents. Okay. You know what that is. The thing that you were born to do, the thing you can do better than almost anybody else. Now you may have to work at it. You may have to, uh, you know, spend some time on it. You may have to hone those skills, but it's something you do better than almost anybody else. You know what that is. The thing that gives you life, it brings you joy. For me, it's teaching. It's doing this right here. I love doing this. I love reading and figuring out lessons that I can share with you along your own journey. And hopefully you will get better. You will get stronger. You will get faster. This is, I just love to do this. And so I want you to find the same thing. Your innate God-given talents. I think I'm decent at this. There's obviously things I can get better at, but this is my talent. What is yours? You know what it is. That's your purpose. Or at least it has something to do. That's your potential. That's, that's what I talk about when I'm talking about this idea of potential. That's what it is. Uh, then when you're, you're determining your purpose, you want to look at your potential. Then you want to look at your passion. What keeps you up at night? What lights your fire? What brings you suffering and compassion? I'll tell you what lights my fire. When I think about the fact of elevating human flourishing in the workforce, that, that, that it, it, well, just really in life, but that sets my soul on fire. How do you help people reach their full and highest potential? And I think it's because I've been surrounded by so much negativity in my life. Even to this day, I was thinking about it. Even to this day, I'm surrounded by some people in my life that they are, they are energy suckers, energy vampires. And just talking to them on the phone or just spending time or being in the same room with them, it sucks the energy, sucks the soul out of my life. And there are so many people like that. And I grew up with teachers like that and people like, not everyone, but I grew up with a lot of people like that. And so I have this burning soul, uh, burning passion in my soul. How do I help people reach their full and highest potential in life? And how do we take that to the workplace? Because there are so many negative, insecure, micromanaging leaders out there, control freaks, you know? And they ask you your opinion, but they don't really care about your opinion because they have their own dream, their own goal about what they want to see in their control people. And this sets my soul on fire. How do you help workforces get better? And how do you help those leaders get better? Because here's what I know. Every leader is doing the best they can with the tools they have at the time. It just so happens a lot of leaders don't have great tools. A lot of managers don't have great tools. So I want to be the person that helps. I remember... Um, a year ago, a little over a year ago, I did a training for a group of people and someone reached out to me on LinkedIn and they said something very nice. And I said it was impactful. They'd been to a lot of trainings and somehow this training had really done something for them. It was really impactful for them. And, and that meant a great deal because it, hopefully what it did was gave them a new shift on how they think about something in life. And uh, it, it'll help them make some shifts as they go forward. And that meant a great deal. 
Uh, so what keeps me up in fire is you can tell what lights my soul and why I do this podcast and why I write, why I teach. I want to see people reach the next level. I want to see workplaces get better about this. I want to see bosses and managers and leaders uh, uh, set their own people uh, free to achieve their fullest and highest potential towards the aim of the organization, of course, because the organization needs to be profitable, it needs to be effective, and it needs to be impactful. I understand that very much so. Okay, but I want to help us make people thrive, right? Why not? We have one life to live. We should spend this life empowered and thriving. So that's enough about me. What keeps you up at night? What lights your soul on fire? Then you want to look at your personality. Okay. And I don't have time to go into all of this, but you can take personality tests. Here's the biggest thing that you need to understand Are you an introvert or, or are you an extrovert? Possibly you're an ambivert that's probably like I am, like I like to spend time alone, but the older I get, I don't know, maybe it's eight years of counseling. I don't know what it is, but my own personality is shifting where I love spending time around people. Now, I want them to be good people. I don't want them to be people who suck the energy right out of my soul and negative, negative, negative. That's awful to spend time with. But if I get to spend time around positive people, it just sets my soul on fire. Whenever I get to train or teach and be in a room and and be able to watch people's eyes light up and learn something new, that is just the most exciting thing. Um, So you got to know that about yourself. Are you you introverted or extroverted? Because there are a lot of people out there who are introverts trying to do extroverted jobs and it's causing them a lot of pain. I don't want that for you. So you got to know that about yourself. Uh, You need to know your perspective. And what does that mean? What is your history? What is your journey? Everything that we've done up until this point has brought us to where we are and it gives us a perspective. And all of that is important for us in our journey going forward. And then your physicality. Uh, and I, I say that when I talk about your physicality, what I mean is you as a person, uh, you physically, you mentally, you emotionally, you spiritually, you financially, you relationally. I actually wrote a book on this. It's called Be You. Highly recommend that you get that if you're trying to figure out. It's on Amazon.com. Just look up JC Ortavo Prater, and it, it'll be listed underneath the books there. It's called BU. And, and I walk through all of this. Um, you know, how do you know your potential, your passion, your personality, your perspective, your physicality? And uh, I think that might be an important book for you to get in determining, uh, in determining your guiding purpose. So, in, in this idea of what you do. So you got to know what you were born for and all of it's inside of you. The answer is inside. You don't need to ask a bunch of people. You, need, you don't need to ask. Now, at the same time, I would say this, and, and maybe if I did a revised edition of the book, I would talk about part of the perspective is look at your own perspective and what your history is, but then find out what other people's perspectives are, right? So if you're going to someone who say, hey, can you give me some advice? When you see me, when you see my talents and gifts, what, what do you think I'm wired to do? And then see what they say, right? And it's some, it has to be someone that you trust. It can't be someone who's a negative Nancy, someone who is constantly bringing you down. Uh, it can't be that person. It's got to be someone that you know, that you love, and that loves you and that you trust, okay? So you figure that out and you'll be able to figure that out. So that's your purpose. You figure out what you're meant to do, and then you want to look at your guiding vision. Uh, and here's how you, you determine your guiding vision. Your vision is exactly where you're going. And I mean, an exact destination. Now, again, life is life. So things may happen and you may be, you know, you may go off in a certain direction or, but what I found in life, and I think from the people that I respect, and I've also seen in my own life, once I get really nailed down on my purpose and my vision, I'm probably not going to get too far off that goal. Okay. Cause I'm so certain that this is the direction I'm, I'm supposed to go. Probably not going to get too far off of that goal. But sometimes life does happen, 
right? And things happen and or new opportunities come up. And you say, man, I kind of want to explore that. And it takes you down a whole new, uh, a whole new road. There, there was a teacher I was listening to last week on, on, on YouTube. And she said, she made the statement, you're never, you're never on the wrong path. Translation, you're always on the right path. Now she would say, sometimes we make decisions on our path. We make choices on our path and the consequences aren't great, but it doesn't mean we're off the path. We're just not making great choices. Okay. Uh, So anyway, uh, more than likely, if you set a vision for your life, you're going to go in that direction, but you might get, I I hate the word sidetracked because you might find out that going towards your vision leads you towards something else, which is actually where you're supposed to be anyway. So, uh, so here's, here's how you want to, if you want to know your guiding vision, here's what you need to do. Here's what I wrote down. Understanding the person. Here's the question you want to ask. Understanding the person you want to be and the purpose you were given to accomplish, where do you want to be in one, three, five, 10, and 25 years? And, and here's what I want to ask. Where do you want to be physically? Where do you want to be mentally? Where do you want to be emotionally? Where do you want to be spiritually? Where do you want to be financially? And where do you want to be relationally in one, three, five, 10, uh, and 25 years? And I say all these years because I think it's important to know where you're going in one year because that'll help you figure out where you're going next week and the next month because that'll help you guide, but also three years because that'll help keep you on track for the, for the one year. And then you want to know where, where you're going in five years. That'll keep you on track for three years. And you want to know where you're going for 10 years. That'll keep you on track for the five years. And you want to know where you're going for 25 years because that'll keep you track for a decade, right? When you've got a singular point, it, it's like this. And I explain this all the time. If I'm at a job and I'm given two weeks off and I live in San Diego, California, because that's where I live, and I decide that I'm going to go to New York City, okay? That's the first thing, right? So I'm given a vacation. And let's say I'm given all the money, a, a full trip, but they're like, you have two weeks and we're going to pay for two weeks, wherever you want to go in life, two weeks. Now, what happens if I don't make a decision? I'm just making this up as I go along. I'm going to share this. I'm, I'm going to share this again. This is, uh, this is powerful. I, I want you to listen up to this. You're given two weeks off. Somebody says, I'll pay you. You can do whatever you want for two weeks. All expenses paid. If you sit in your home and you sit for three four, five days. And and, and they say, Hey, the two weeks starts tomorrow and you have 14 days. And however long you take to make the decision that comes out of those 14 days, right? It starts tomorrow and it ends in two weeks and you go home. Oh, I I don't know where I should go. And I, I I don't know what I want to do. And, 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 and then it's three days later and four days later and five days later. And then, then you've got down maybe three different choices. And now you're at seven days and eight days. And finally on the 10th day, you make a decision. Now you have four days left of vacation, right? So that's the first thing you got to figure out what you're doing and make a decision. And sometimes in all of this, it's just making a decision. There could be five or six things you could do based on your purpose. Sometimes you have to make the decision. So that's the first thing is where am I going? Okay. And at some point you have to just make the decision. So if you have two weeks and you have full and an expenses paid trip, a full expenses, a fully expensed uh, trip, you, you got to figure out where you're going. That's first. And then you got to figure out how you're going to get there. Am I going to take the plane? Am I going to take a train? Am I going to drive? Right. And if I drive, then how am I going to get there? Am I just going to turn on my, my phone and just have it tell me how to get there? Or am I going to get out the old Rand McNally Atlas and have a, someone sit in the passenger seat with me. And, and I don't know if you remember back in the day, 
um, they'd have these huge mat, you know, these huge atlases, and we'd have to pull off the side of the road. And my and I'm making this crumpling noise you can hear, and and this is what it would sound like as you unfold the entire map, and you're sitting there, and and your dad's like, "Come on, come on," you know, "Hey," and we're you know we're burning daylight. Whoa, come on, dad, I'm trying to unwrap this, and then it's it's turned upside down, so you got to turn it around, and and you know, oh, okay, well this is the wrong one. Oh, it's the wrong map. You got the wrong. Get the other one in the back seat, and that's kind of how it worked. I, I don't know if you remember that, right? Uh, and 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 then from there it went to you had to print off your directions from MapQuest. <laughs> And so you'd be driving, and it's the same sound. You have all these papers in the left hand. Hey, okay, turn here. Wait, wait, no, no, no. I got these papers wrong. Okay, you're supposed to turn left back there. Wait, wait, what street was that? Did we just pass the street? And, and that's how it goes. So, do you want to do it that way? Do you want to turn on the, uh, you know, do you want to turn on the GPS on your phone and just have it take you there? You got to figure out kind of where you're going. So, this is the same example that we could use in life. We are given a finite amount of time and we're given all the gifts and resources and everything to use. It's up to you to make the decision where you're going. Okay. And, and you do that by asking the, these questions though. Okay. Uh, where do I want to be one, three, five, 10, 25 years from now? Okay. And so how do you determine it? You dream big. And this is one of the things that holds a lot of people back. People get scared and they don't want to dream big. We'll talk about that probably before the end of the year, this idea. We've talked about it already on the podcast this year, but it's so good. We just want to keep repeating it. You dream big, you get this thing called um, creative tension, which leads to emotional tension, aka anxiety. And that's what makes people quit often. Okay. But you got to dream big. And then you got to ask, where do you want to be? Right. And again, one, three, five, 10, 25 years from now, you get that on paper, you're going to have a clear idea about where your vision is. After you know your purpose, after you know your vision, you're going to want to sit down and talk about your guiding mission, your guiding mission. So how do you determine your guiding mission? What is your mission? Your mission is the path you will take to accomplish your vision. This is the strategy aspect of it. This is the doing, okay? This is when you get out there and you, you are making things happen or maybe the strategy's vision, I don't know, right? The strategy and tactics. The tactics is the actual doing. The mission is your laid out plan. It's the strategy. It's the laid out plan for how you're going to get from point A to point B, right? So then here's the question you have to ask. You ask yourself the question, what are the appropriate steps I must take in order to, now you're going to ask that for yourself, what are the appropriate steps you must take in order to accomplish your God-given purpose? So again, you set out and you say, I want to start a business. Well, you got to figure out what are all the things that you have to do to start that business. My advice is go find someone who started that same exact business that you're trying to start. Ask them what their opinion is. Tell, ask them what they did to get to where they are and listen and take notes. And then at least to start, go do the exact same thing. Tony Robbins says this, success leaves clues, which means everything that we're trying to do has already been done. We just have to find someone, the right person. And hopefully they'll be nice enough and kind enough to sit down with us and say, hey, I'll help you kind of get in the direction you're going. Here's my suggestion about what you should do. Okay. Success leaves clues. Find the right person and model their steps. So again, last couple of days, we've talked about this idea of, of uh, being, first of all. So you want to know what your principles are. You want to know what your values are. You want to know what your guiding philosophy is. Today, we're talking about this idea of doing. Okay. So what is your purpose? What is your vision? What is your mission? And here's the deal. When you know all of this, life becomes more simple. Here's the deal. We are surrounded by so many distractions out there, and I am the most guilty. I have this fear of missing out. 
I, I do everything in the world because at the end of my life, I just, I don't want to miss out. But the older I'm getting, the more I realize, the more I say yes to so many different things, the less anything is really getting done. And so I'm learning that the, that, uh, the, the more impactful I want to be, the more I have to say no. The only way I can say no is by knowing exactly, having a very clear plan about where I'm trying to go. And I know what it is for me, Cannonball. Cannonball Solutions, building this training company, becoming a master trainer and master teacher, uh, helping people, impacting people all over the world, writing books, doing this podcast, giving speeches. That's where my North Star is. And that's where I've got to be going. And the same for you. You need to know what that is. And all of that will come out of your personal work in your personal constitution. Let me read this prayer of blessing for you as you go today. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be ever at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rain fall softly on your fields. And until we meet again, hopefully tomorrow on the next episode, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. Thank you so much. It means a great deal that you've joined me on this podcast today. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. I'll see you on the next episode of JC Talks, a leadership podcast. Take care. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we offer episodes just like this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to my podcast, JC Talks, a leadership podcast available on Apple, Spotify, Google, anywhere you get your podcast and be the first to get new episodes three times every week. I'll see you soon.